All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday episode of Locked On Avalanche. The Avs end that five-game losing streak, uh, but it did not come easy. They needed to have a uh, a comeback victory in overtime to get the two points. Uh, so we'll talk about that, their win over the Oilers. And like we talked about last week, the All-Star game is about a month away. One Avalanche has his ticket punched. The other one, we need to vote in. And it's kind of what we were talking about when we were discussing this new episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I hope we can get through this uh, episode <laughs> without any technical difficulties. I don't know. The internet doesn't want to seem to be working properly tonight. So it's day to day. It's got a lower body injury. Uh, <laughs> so we're just going to roll with it and hopefully we get through with no interruptions. Uh, first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. So yes, sir, Mr. Sullivan, we will start right there with the Avs. Ending that five, that pesky little five-game winning streak, losing streak, <laughs> losing streak. Let me get that right. Hopefully, we go on a five-game winning streak. That would be nice. Um, yeah, and and it, and it did not come easy. You're in enemy territory, playing in Edmonton against you know the the all-world Connor McDavid, and you know they they had they were playing well in this game for the most part but we're still down and at some point you're like man is this how it's going to be for the abs this year is it like even when they're playing well they still can't seem to to win games that they maybe should be winning uh they go down two to nothing and then they just start chipping away at it and you know they, they head into overtime where Kale McCarr sends everybody home and the abs finally get that elusive second point yeah the the entire the vibe I was getting in that first and second period was something's just not right. Mm. Um, that first period, it was okay. The second period, you felt like it was right there. Yeah. Like the, like the dam was about to break. And I know Reichert said it a million times, like just keep pushing. It's about to break. And I just kept sitting there watching like with Eagle eyes, that entire mm. game. I was like, what is going on? We're like, we are leading in shots. There was really nothing statistically that should say Colorado should be trailing at this point. And then the third period, the dam did break. And Brad Hunt, welcome Whoa. to the team, bud. Holy. Where, where, where is that? Can I, we get I, more of that, please, Mr. Hunt? That was <clears throat> incredible. And I liked seeing the reaction from, like, you could tell, like, that first Nathan McKinnon just – Nathan. It's an incredible goal, but it's, you know, it's what Nathan McKinnon does. It's ho-hum for him, right? Yeah, it's just, you know, he does that in his sleep. And yeah. then that felt good, and it fired them up a little bit. And then Brad Hunt to be the equalizer. I think that really, like, fired the boys up. Like, okay, let's go. We could do this. And then for Kale McCarr to do Kale McCarr things, uh, that was not just a good win, a needed win. And I think it 
it really did a lot of soothing of the souls for not just the team, but the fans. Definitely for the fans. Um, you know, fans are sitting there like, you know, oh, who, who's who's our next victory going to be against? I mean, when, when it's doom and gloom, it's doom and gloom. And when things aren't going your way, you know, you, you go up and down the, the schedule and you're like, you know, any team can beat us right now. And you go up against the Oilers. And whenever you go up against the Oilers, it's like, well, McDavid's going to see blood in the water and just, you know, he's just going to attack. And he was, he was trying, but it's one game. But the the Sam Gerard haters need to take a seat because he played out of his mind in that yep. game. And if you're rolling your eyes, go ahead and roll your eyes. But for for at least this game, you got to take a seat and and eat some crow in that Sam Gerard played incredible on both ends of the ice. Uh, offensively, he was getting shots. He was he he was facilitating and a goal def- against Vancouver. And he almost had a goal in this one. Yep. Hit the crossbar. And defensively, dare I say he shut down Connor McDavid? Yeah. He was he was great. Yeah. And you know, I I you know, I, I'm a Sammy G fan, but I will admit that you know he he hasn't playing been playing well, but a lot of guys haven't been playing well in the abs. And because of that, he seems to be the whipping boy of everybody that's not playing well. And, um, you know, when, when he does play well, like he did in this game, you, you, you know, it's kind of where I wanted to start. And after we get through how, you know, we feel about the game individually, he was maybe I'm going to like my, my first star of the game, even though, uh, Nathan McKinnon had that highlight real goal. And so did Kale McCarr in overtime. Uh, but I thought from a, from a, a, a individual player, how they, they manage the game standpoint. Sammy G was fantastic. And it's one of those that like, cause we both are laser focused on Sammy G and like watching him, like take his step up. Like I, I mentioned a, on an episode um, a couple before that we like to hate on Sammy G because you'll never say anything negative about Kale McCarr, even when he has a minus two or a minus three night, because, Oh, that's Kale McCarr. The same thing with Miko mm-hmm. or Nate, when they're not doing their job, we'll forgive it because their names on the back of our Jersey. Um, like our cup holders and our socks have their faces on it. We're not gonna we're not gonna say anything <laughs> negative about those guys. They want us a cup. Right. But Sammy G we will. And he's been even though he has made mistakes, he's not playing terrible. Like and he's so. he's definitely brought it around. Like he is slid into the Jack Johnson role from last year. When Jack Johnson would make mistakes, we could all pile on Jack Johnson because Oh my, can you believe it? He's just a, he's a tree out there. And when he does try and make a move, it's a disaster. Now he's gone to the worst team in the league right now. And, <laughs> and then Sammy G, whenever, when, when Sam Gerard makes a mistake, it's noticeable, but then you get that in your mind that, oh, he's playing terribly, but you have to focus. He is doing so much on the ice. It showed up in the Vancouver game on the score sheet and holding dry and McDavid I, I think they had one or two shots. Um, I think between the two of them, uh, where's, where's uh, it was there? even <clears throat> strength. They were, I think they had, it was less than five between the two. Okay. I just have the, 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 the stat sheet. Um, I, I can bring up the five on five. And, oh, and uh, I was, I was trying to tattoo <clears throat> the stat line of that win. I've missed winning so long. I've tried to tattoo every stat I could on yeah. my body. Um, so it was, McDavid. it was David. Let's see. McDavid had four shots. Again, this is for the whole game. 
had four shots on goal. Uh, Dry Seidel didn't have any. Leon Dry had no shots on goal. Really? <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, what? It, that goes back to the when Sam Gerard makes mistakes, we like to point it, and because he's the easy guy, because especially the contract. So, but you you seem to kind of forget this, and you're just like, oh, it's an Avs win. No, Sam Gerard helped out with this win. It's time to get off a of Sam Gerard. It's the those days are done. Please, even though he is a good trade piece, I understand, and it's it's out there, but. We got to stop the Sam Gerard hate. Yeah. Yeah. Dry Seidel, I'm on Money Puck now. Nothing. Um, Zach Hyman, though, with uh, nine shots on goal. Yeah, I mean, he, he was out there. He was he balling. Was, yeah. And his expected goals was 2.17 for Zach Hyman. That's, you, you don't see that. Um, let me see. Five on four. McDavid with, so when they were on the power play, he had two shots. So two shots on goal on the power play. For McDavid, and then two more at five on five. I mean, when you when you limit him to to four shots on goal, you are doing something right. And four shots on goal is, is a good amount, you know what I mean? So, um, but for someone like him, well, let's see. I think I think where did uh, McDavid or excuse me, McKinnon? Yeah, Nathan McKinnon, eleven shots on goal. That's kind of like that's high for him, but he's usually around ten. He's usually in like the seven, eight, nine range. McDavid is in that same realm. So think think about that. If someone held Nathan McKinnon to four, we would be saying they did a good job on him. So you have to give the credit to the Avalanche uh, defenders, Sammy G taking the lead there on shutting down Dreisaitl and McDavid. Great job there. And you can't say, well, Edmonton has bad defense because you have been saying Sam Gerrard <laughs> has been the bad defense for Colorado this whole yeah. time and the heart yeah. and soul of the league depending on where you are in the world was held to two even strength shots. Like that, that's incredible. Did they, so McDavid did have an assist and Drysdale did have two assists. So you can't keep them off the stat sheet entirely and, no. and including the, you know, where the scoring where it kind of matters. But um, yeah, I thought they did a great job on them overall. Um all right, let's hear from Athletic Greens and then uh, more to get to in this game, obviously, more individual. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, there it is. That thing is glorious. Yes, the the Athletic Greens uh, coffee container that we we hold our Athletic Greens in. So we'll get to them now. And then after, after that, we will, like I said, discuss more of the individual moments and kind of stats of the game and a sound check that we have to get to um, as well. A little bit later on, and those all start. What is it? Voting in? Yeah. It's, it's it's a yeah. Alex. Whatever. <clears throat> this is why I hate it. Anyway, athletic greens. That is something that Kyle and I have been using for quite some time now. We take it every morning in our. Well, before we take our uh, our delicious cup of morning coffee, we have a nice cup of water with one scoop of athletic greens and we are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and aptogens to help you start your day right it's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus all of the important things the athletic 
Greens was created when the founder was experiencing a ton of gut health issues on his own. And he ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, which cost him over $100 a day. This costs you less than $3 a day. And you're investing in your health, which is cheaper than that coffee and cold brew habit. So it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. And you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. So right now, reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills or supplements, and it tastes delicious. I'm telling you, people, it tastes fantastic. It, it, if you're watching on YouTube, and Kyle has that, the color of it is actually probably the same color as the, the coffee can that Kyle has. It is a, a weird green flavor uh, color, but the taste is still uh, – it. it it's very good. It's very good. Uh, your mic is off too, by the way. I don't know if you you know that. So mess around with some wires. Let's get you back online. Uh, so to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune, supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance there we go beautiful all right um so back to the the game between the abs and the oilers the the lines were were different Mm -hmm. so you had uh erod come back so and and they put him up right on that first line and what did they do the guy who's playing the probably the best for the avalanche and mika rantanen they dropped him down to the second line and nobody bats an eye Nobody looks at that and says, like, oh, what, whoa, what's wrong with Miko Rantanen? Why are we uh, demoting him? You, you don't look at this as a demotion. You look at it as, hey, he's, he's playing the best on our team, right? Uh, but the team overall is not playing well. So you need to clearly mix things up. And it's not, well, we'll bring guys up to Miko Rantanen. It's like, we'll bring him down to help out on those other lines, especially getting Evan Rodriguez back. And it worked like a charm. Yeah, Evan Rodriguez had two assists on that top line, and it's the same. It's the same instance when we would drop uh, Gabe Landeskog on that second line last year. Yeah, it was never yeah. a demotion. It was nope. a supplemental, an extra, you know, an extra push, and it worked. And through the first two periods, you could see how it was starting to come together. The third period just broke loose, and and the way Nico Renton has been playing since Nathan McKinnon's returned is a little bit different. Um, th- those two guys play great together, obviously, especially on like the power play, when the power play is doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what it was. Like the, the last couple games that um, Nathan McKinnon's been back, Miko Renton has seemed to maybe take a little bit of a back seat. Uh, he, he came – I don't know. I, it just – I'm not saying like, – a, a lot of guys were just saying like, oh, Nathan McKinnon's back. Let's just him do all the, you know, the grunt work. Um, but maybe it was twofold. Maybe it was – I need a jump start on somebody other than the top line. And maybe I got to get Miko Rantanen going a little bit more. He still, you know, he still scored a goal, I think, in the – was it the Vancouver game that he, he got yes. one of those two goals? I, yeah, I believe so, he scored the, yeah, he scored the one before Sam Sam Girard. Sam Girard, did, yeah. So, um, you know, maybe it was both. Maybe maybe it was, there's two, two reasons behind it, but – for whatever, well, you know, not for whatever reason, for the reasons, it worked. 
And and even on the lower lines, on the bottom six, you had some movement there too. I think they moved Ben Myers down to the fourth line. Um, and it, uh, which which he's going to do that. He's going to yeah. do that stuff when when you have a five game losing streak, you have to, you have to maneuver around, and you have the luxury to move Miko Ranton into a second line and not miss a beat. Really, yeah. It, it, Miko understands that Nate Nathan McKinnon, he's the alpha. Like mm. this is oh sure, things, and you got to let him get in, get comfortable, and let him cook, for lack of a better term. <laughs> um, and. Uh, <laughs> He's after next year, Miko won't be the highest player, uh, highest paid player on the team. That'll be Nate. So, yeah, let him earn his money. Let Miko, hey, honestly, he's been the workhorse this whole time. Let him get a little bit of a break. Let him try and get his legs back. Like, because <laughs> between him and Kale McCarr, they both could use a little vacation. Well, Kale McCarr, 33 minutes and nine seconds on ice. Uh, I've been hearing that's a career high for him, but I, 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 it's the I don't know. Third You're highest least... in the league this year of uh, total time on ice in a game. For some reason, I thought I remember seeing a 34 next to his name once before. I, don't, I could be totally wrong on that. Does it really matter if it's three or three or 34? It, it's a, it's a ton of ice time. Yeah. I know you went into overtime too, but, um, God, uh, I, I, I <laughs> we're talking about him in a minute too with the all-star break. And you said it like I'd rather not have this all-star break so Kel McCarr can take a couple of days off. Yep, because he he needs it. We need him to be you know as well rested as possible. <laughs> and then you know when you have that was the other thing they did. Um, Jacob McDonald went up and he he was on a forward line. He was on the fourth line, but he only played three minutes and thirty seconds. Um, and then they had McDermott on a on a defensive line. On the third pairing, he got, uh, what do you get, like eight minutes or so? Okay, eight and a half minutes. Okay, that's fine. Um, and I thought McDermott was okay. Yeah. I, you know, like he needed to throw his weight around a little bit. But, God, like we mentioned Brad Hunt um, in the beginning. I, I don't know. <laughs> that shot he had that scored that goal, when when it went in, I was like, who was that guy? And I'm like, the last guy I expected was Brad Hunt. And the funny thing about it was, the puck was kind of scooting out towards the blue line, and Kale McCarr just—I don't—I at that time I thought he was like just dead tired and he couldn't go get the puck. But the vantage point that he had on the ice is completely different than what we were seeing on television, which was cutting off Brad Hunt coming into the play like a speed demon and just ripped that thing home. Good lord, Brad, keep doing that, my man. There's that was something fantastic. There's something about that position on the team where it's almost like a hole shot in motocross where you you mm. gun it just right. You're gunning like you got the same like production out of Morgan, even though there wasn't like a goal. But like yeah. for like for Brad Hunt to have that kind of success and he's starting to really find his way in his spot with the team. So it's another yeah. one of those who keeps their spot on the roster when everybody's healthy. He's making a case. Yeah, I mean, defensively, it'll be a little bit tough. You know, when he comes, I don't know. If they have six, there's six solid defensemen. Obviously, it's Johnson, Taze, McCarr, Sammy G, uh, Manson. So that's five. Who am I missing here? Bo Byron, right. but you'll, he's going to be missing for a while. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we'll stick around for a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. Um, shots on goal, you're just looking at it, and it's 
well, for the game, the Avs 46 to 30. They were everywhere. Uh, they lost the faceoff percentage. What else is new? 55% to 46%. 0 for 4 in the power play. Mm-hmm. Golden Sombrero. Power play is still a problem. And, and it just it doesn't look good in any aspect of, of just getting the puck into the zone. It is so predictable what they are doing. We've been talking about this for a while. And there's only so many ways you can bring a puck into a zone during a power play. Yeah. But but you should have at least three different ways to bring it in there and mix it up how you're doing it. Because when you just keep it, you're just relying on the skill of Nathan McKinnon to weave in and out of guys on the drop back pass. And then they hug the wall and then just do the drop back to the defender, whoever's there. Usually it's Makar. And then they start their, their cycling and, and they set up their play. But to get to that point is so difficult because everybody in the world knows it's coming and just mix it up. There's been times where Kale McCarr is usually the guy that's dropping the pass back to Nathan McKinnon and guys will cheat. So McCarr will just go into the zone. Like, that's one thing you could do. There's other where you could have two guys as a drop back and they don't know who it's going to. And then you have, you, you can pass it off to him. If you, there's so many different things that you could do, and the abs do one. Yep. And it's infuriating to watch because it's like, I, once they get settled, it's like, okay, now we can start doing it. But getting settled and getting into the zone is proving so difficult. And it's, it's so frustrating to watch them right now. And the thing is, it's, they were doing so good to start the season with the power play. And to watch it dissolve to this, and we can only have the well. Wait till insert name here gets back. Like you got your you got your big guys out there. They're back. Yeah, you're running out of excuses, and like to see it go from something so good to where it is now, and resort back to the drop back pass. It's very frustrating. And and I I remember our our episodes early in the season. Uh, We were talking about how good the power play looked because of these. They were giving different looks, bringing in the puck into the zone. And then when they were set up, they were flinging the puck around. Yep. It wasn't just one guy pass and then Miko holds it for five seconds and then passes back to the point. And then he, you know, and then hopefully, you know, McKinnon's there for a, a one timer. But if the puck's a little bit off and it's not in his wheelhouse, he'll collect it and send it back to, uh, to Kale. It's just methodical, not in a good way. It's very it just ho hum. Let's just pass it around. If we get a lane, we'll shoot it. They're not like look at what Edmonton was doing on the power play. Yep, that's how you run a power play when you have skilled players. And the Avs have just as many skilled players on the, more than than what Edmonton does. And Edmonton whips that puck around and they get it in tight. And you know they take they take good calculated chances. The Avalanche aren't doing that right now. And all of the goals from Edmonton came on the power play, and you left four. Let's just say you go 50% on the power play. You had two extra goals. If you would have mm-hmm. killed off those two for Edmonton and scored two yourself, we'd be having a completely different episode about the Avs are back, baby. But yeah. Yeah. And uh, before we get to Bet Online, we definitely got to bring up uh, Georgiev. We haven't talked about him at all yet. Who? Uh, he, he was He was great. He was great. I thought he was, he was really good. Like he, he stopped the pucks that he needed to stop. Uh, how many shots? They had 30 something shots on gold. They had 30 exactly. All right. That, that's a workload. And, you know, when you get down to it in, in that, that game against uh, Vancouver, when he's slamming the, the stick on the crossbar, like he, 
the frustration boiled over. And I think that was that was a culmination of the entire team bottled up in Alexander Georgiev's goalie stick. And he took it out on the crossbar. They obviously ended up losing that game, but um, you know, he, he channeled it and he didn't let it he, he got it out and he didn't let that like frustrate him going forward. Because sometimes when that happens, guys push a little bit too hard to 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 be too perfect. And he was like, no, I know my skill. I just that, – that was a rough game, a bad game. And he came back, and, and he played well. And you got down two to nothing. And like we're saying, we're all sitting here thinking, like, uh, is this going to – when is this going to end? How is this How is this losing streak going to end? But he did what he had to do, and he kept them at two. And, again, when you keep a team like that, that, that's, that they're top-heavy, but the top part of it is very good. Yep. And when you can keep those guys the two goals, you have a shot. And the abs just pitched away at it. So I, I give Kyrgyz give a lot of credit for for keeping it where it was. Even though Hyman was the guy that was figuring out how to break Georgiev, if you're keeping Drysaitel and McDavid off the board and you're holding on to that, you're not letting anybody else have a star night now that you're shutting down the stars, you're doing a really good job in goal. So yeah. hopefully we don't start overworking Georgiev, but you like what you see. Yeah, um, I'm looking up his so 23 low danger shots, 15 medium, and three high danger. So three high danger shots is not not bad. That's pretty good. That's the defense is helping you out there. So, all right, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we will talk All Star Game in Florida. But first, there is BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news. And analysis, you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to the college bowl season, which is coming to an end is that tonight. I think it might be. I think that game is tonight. I'm an Auburn fan. I don't cheer this late in the college football season. <laughs> <laughs> you used to, but not anymore. Uh, and if you had some some dollars on those Denver Broncos to bring it home the last week of the season. I know it was meaningless, but come on. When when you win, when you had a rough, rough season like they did and you win the last game of the year, that does make you feel pretty good yep. going into next year, knowing you have a brand new head coach coming in. So you, you even bet on that at betonline.net, who you think their uh, next coach is going to be, who you Harbaugh. think it is. <laughs> you think it's going to be Harbaugh? Yeah. Being a Michigan guy, man, I, I, I like Jim Harbaugh. He, I don't like him in the NFL. I think he's a good college coach. And I know he went to the Super Bowl with the Niners and stuff. I don't know. Uh, I think, I think Peyton get would some be good. orange visors. Peyton would be good, <laughs> or McDaniel. I'm I'm hoping the 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 Minnesota or Minnesota the Miami Dolphins fire McDaniel to go uh, to go grab him or Mike and Tomlin get, and get that name that that McDaniel McDaniel's name uh, out of the mouths of uh, the Denver Broncos because get Mike Tomlin good... too because he'll probably be out of a job too. You think so? Dude's never had a losing season. Go to bed online and put some money down that if he is going to get fired from Pittsburgh. I don't see it happening. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net where the game starts. So we got some news with uh, All Stars, and uh, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like they changed it up the way because when we were talking about it last week, I was saying like, yeah, uh, <clears throat> McCarr and, and Nathan McKinnon will be the shoe-ins. 
but it seems I, I don't like again like I don't keep up with the All Star game because I don't like it. <laughs> so I don't know if they changed things up and how many guys that they're bringing into each team. But I there was a time where the Avs had you know their top line was there with Landeskog, Miko, and and uh, Landeskog, Miko, and and McKinnon. And now it just I don't know like it I, just seems I, like it's one guy per team. Yeah, it's it's gone baseball. to that baseball. Yeah, the baseball. Everybody gets a representative. So that one guy that is in is Cam McCarr. And now we do the whole voting thing. And the, uh, the guy that we have up for voting in is Miko Rantanen. Just for this year. I'm not taking anything away from, from Kale McCarr. But do you feel like that should be switched right now? The way that Miko Rantanen is playing, do you feel like he should be the lock and we should have to vote Kale McCarr. And not that McCarr is playing bad. He's playing great. But I think Miko is – he's up there with he, – he's hes in the heart conversation. So if a guy's playing that well, at least for an all-star nod, you should think that he shouldn't need to be voted in for it. You know, the last time talking about all-star, um, there was a wise prophet that used to talk about the all-star, and he said – Who's that, John Torrell? finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on his forehead – uh, um that's what Miko Rantanen is doing right now. Um that it would be Smash Mouth. But um yeah. I would love it to be the opposite. Miko Rantanen get the vote, and then we would have to vote Kale McCarr, and then I would sabotage the vote where Kale McCarr would not get voted in. And he gets <laughs> to take that whole weekend off. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that would be my ideal situation. But mm-hmm. yeah, Kale McCarr gets in. That's Nathan McKinnon was hurt, and I think that also hurt his chances of getting in and getting the votes. Miko should have been the automatic vote, and Kale McCarr should have been the vote in. Do you feel like All Star Games should be that way? Should be like, you know, uh, um, every team is represented, or it should be because in my opinion, like this is for the fans. It's, yeah. it's more for the fans than for the players. And I know there's some, some, you know, contracts in some sports where if you make an all-star game, you get a bonus. Well, maybe we should stop doing that. If we're just going to like give everybody a hand, like every team, uh, you, you know, at least one guy in your team is getting like, what it, it, it becomes more of like, who's the most popular on your team than who's having a good season that we didn't expect to have. And you should have a mixture of that. You should have a mixture of guys who are shoe-ins for the fans, you know, your McDavid's of the world, your Sidney Crosby's of the world, Austin Matthews. Like, they're going every single year because that's who the fans want to see. Have X amount of guys that are that. Are that and then, then look at the stats and say, this is a guy who's – like Nazem Kadri did last year. Yeah. Like, he was deserving, but you still had to vote him in. And, you know, depending on how voting goes, there's a possibility Nico Rantanen doesn't go. So you're telling me right now that he's not deserving just because – I'm not picking on – no, let's let's pick on him. The Chicago Blackhawks, just because the Chicago Blackhawks need have to check the box? No. I see both sides of the coin because last year you could have said your all-star teams are half Colorado Avalanche, half mm. – you have Oilers, like it would be – and then Tampa Florida Bay was good last year, yeah. yeah, Florida, Tampa Bay, Boston, and then nobody else gets a chance. That's mm-hmm. if you go well, that route, like especially with the, how the teams are being comprised this year, you're you're seeing fewer and fewer Edmontons. Like even f- like Florida's rosters, 
kind of it's it's beefy. Ottawa's roster is beefy. If you're going off just name value, you can start picking and choosing who you want as an Ottawa senator. But do they deserve right. to be there? No. Right. So well, I can see both, but then it's also nice for. I mean, we watch every single game, and mm-hmm. we obsess over every single game. The casual fan is not going to be tuning in to your Thursday night game against Winnipeg, and they're going. This is like their chance. Oh yeah, Winnipeg. Oh yeah, like Blake mm-hmm. Wheeler. That's cool. I haven't thought about him in a long time, or I haven't thought about Winnipeg in a long time because they're not the highlights. So. Mm-hmm. It's I could see both sides of the coin. Everybody get a chance. It's a good way to show off the game and the teams that it comprise your game. Right. But when people, these deep teams, start losing all-stars, that's just how the cookie crumbles. And honestly, like to your point, it's the all-star game. Let the boy right. rest. Right, yeah, yeah. To, to me, it's, it's less of them wanting to see him play in the all-star game and just the recognition of being called an all-star, you know what I mean? And at the and end I'm, of the year. What's that? The, the recognition you want is at the end of the year. It's it is the it little is. pat it's on true. the head for the all-star game. Right. Even though I like all-star games. Right. It doesn't because matter. Nathan McKinnon's a very interesting case right now. Like his numbers back up him. Should he, he should be an all-star, um, but he's missed some time. So, okay, and, and going on his team and his teammates, he's probably below Miko Rantanen and Cam McCarr to go there. From a fan standpoint, what fan doesn't want to see Nathan McKinnon at an all-star game? So it's, it's tough. Like, there's, it's an inexact science. It's not perfect. I get it. And I just hate the, the season that Miko Rantanen is having, specifically this season, it would be kind of a, you know – I think I think a, a big a big bust if if he is not named an all star. Well, it, like the last thing, I hate the game. <laughs> last thing I'll say to the point, like you can make the same argument for like now that Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson are back, who doesn't want to see them in the all star game? Like those are two names that you're like, it'd be Wilson, fun. I could I could I could. It's I I'd be okay if Wilson never played another game, but it's like. Play the opportunity to see probably OV and Backstrom and maybe one last all-star game together. Mm-hmm. And like Tom Wilson, every, love him or hate him. He mm-hmm. is what he is, but they just got activated. So those are two names that could push yeah. somebody else out, but it's, it's, it's a never ending. Right. When it was that agreed, when they haven't played a single game until yesterday, like, no, they're, 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 they're not Mark Andre Flory might not ever play again. Like it's stuff like that. You get the sentimental stuff like that. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's tough, but when you're limiting it to X amount of guys, uh, I don't know. It just, it, it takes away from some guys who are really deserving of it. Yeah. So uh, last bit of business we'll get to, and then we'll wrap it up. And that's the sound check uh, for the avalanche and the Oilers are locked on avalanche sound check where Kyle and I will pick one song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game, put these songs up on Spotify on a playlist which you can follow along. Just search Locked On Avalanche or LOA, LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number two. What do you got, sir, for Avalanche and Oilers? This one is going out to my boy. This is for my boy, Blue, Kale McCarr. Mm -hmm. Hero of the Day, one of the most underrated Metallica songs. That has your vote? Yes. That's good. Okay. Like, I love that. I like Mama Said. I like a lot of their like load reload, like their weirder stuff. I mm-hmm. hero of the day is my ultimate. Like I love 
Hero of the Day. Under, okay, you heard it here first, folks. All right. it's, it's cool. And it's fitting. We needed it, man. Like, I don't know about you, but going going to a shootout against the, the Oilers, you know two of them who are yeah. taking shots, and they are tough to stop. So, yeah, you you wanted to get that thing done in, in OT, and it was. It's like, who who's going to be the hero? Who's going to stand up and be the hero? Obviously, that was Camel Car, beautiful move from him. Um, and, oh, God, that was like <laughs> – you can listen to that me. song from Kale's viewpoint, and it would make a lot of sense too. Mama, they yeah. try to break me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in, in some fashion, mine's kind of in that same realm be, between the, the really all three goals between Hunt, the the overtime one with McCarr, and Nathan McKinnon's just all, just coast to coast like he did against uh, St. Louis in the playoffs. Uh, all three of those were just beautiful, and that's yeah. that's what I went with. I went with Moby. Uh, I don't think I've, I haven't done a Moby song in either Volume One or Volume Two, but we're doing one here, and that's uh, off the off the album Hotel. It's the song called "Beautiful" because all three of those goals were just things of beauty, all three of them. Wonderful, uh, every one of them. I love their highlight reel goals and the emotion tied with them. Chef's kiss. To do what Nathan McKinnon does with the speed he does it at. Uh, I, that that's only in my dreams, man. Yeah. Like I, I can't, I can't fathom how you are. And he's in control. So there's sometimes where he just gets ahead of steam and he, he loses the puck. But when he, when he knows he's got the drop on a guy, it's just, it's art. It's and like, poetry in motion. Even when he does his drills pregame, uh, the game we were at, we're just watching him do oh, his hands right. drills. Yeah. It's just like, this. it's just not Crazy. real. It's not fathomable. Stupid. So go check those out, follow the playlist, and uh, we'll have a couple more on their next game, which is against Florida. It's a Panthers game, right? Yeah. That's right. Okay. We're struggling a little bit this year, so, uh, but still one of the most entertaining games from last year. Oh, yeah. It was Florida in the app, so. And uh, it's just one game, but you got to get, this doesn't wipe away the the five game. I mean, it does wipe away the five game losing streak, but you want to get a nice head of steam going into these uh, the rest of these games in January. So, all right, that's going to wrap it up for today. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We will see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go.